Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Liberal Cuba. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Liberal Cubicles. Today, within the Liberal Cube, is Book Bow Wednesday. When you tell your friends about this episode, and I know you will, you're really going to want to hit those bees in the book, in the Bob Wednesday. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. This is your one, and probably only, spoiler warning, so I advise you to take some heed. Hell, take all of my heed. I don't care. I've got plenty of heed. Just have some of it. Another thing I like to say, which we already touched on, is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment in iTunes, because that, rate theirs, is what helps others find podcasts. So... Uh, that would be kind of you. Thanks to those who have done so already. It has not gone unnoticed. And I appreciate it. Hmm. Nice to be nice to the nice. That will take us into the last piece of podcast-related business, which is, of course, today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is the Alex Crosswalking Clinic for the Criminally Insane. Once again, today's sponsor is the Alex Cross Walk in Clinic for the Criminally Insane. <laughs> Today is a book Wednesday in which I have brought back one in a series of, uh, I don't even know how many, let's just go a shit ton because that's fun to say. A shit ton of novels comprise this series, uh, starring Mr. Alex Cross, a uh, hardened, grizzled detective, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, policeman, kind of, sort of, just uh, in that vein. It is a series created by the author James Patterson, a very, very popular series, of which uh, I have now read two of them, and they're pretty good. How about... On that note, just throw out my rating so I don't forget, uh, we're going to go three out of five. Yeah, sort of right in the middle of the road. I did enjoy it while reading it, but I know I would never read it again. Kiss the Girls is the title of the book, if I have not send it, said it already, which I don't think I have. And that's kind of, an, kind of uh, an important step in talking about a book on a podcast. You're going to want to say the title of the book. Now, I know a lot of you listening to this are going to start your own book-related podcast. Now, you have tip number one. Say the title of the book. Congratulations, you're well on your way. Also, I do believe, and I maybe, possibly, have even seen it, uh, this book was turned into a movie, so that sort of tells you a little bit about the popularity of this character 
and perhaps this book in particular, The Misses, uh, said that it is a very good movie. So, if you listened to the book Bow Wednesday, I just recorded, uh, I'll give you a little behind the scenes, or sorry, the movie Monday, I recorded the behind the scenes is, I actually recorded it this morning. I'm driving home from work. Ha ha ha, behind the scenes. I gotta speed this up a bit on that note because I'm gonna try to fit it in. Uh, where was I? I have derailed my brain. Um, the missus gave Animal House, uh, it was pretty good. And she gave Kiss the Girls, oh, it was very good. So, that gives you some sort of indication of the brokenness of her movie rating scale. She doesn't listen to this, so her punishment is I can say whatever I want. Take that, the missus. Why don't I jump right in to my notes and see what they have to say. The reason I kind of like this book and books like this is uh, every once in a while I'll hop into a novel in which there is a evil, crazy person killing people and someone out to stop them. And it's just a formula that is, I think I'd consider kind of a nice, easy read. <laughs> After saying that, that's kind of weird of me to say that. But they always are. It's just kind of like, not a, not a lot of gray areas. It's good versus evil. You, you know what's going to happen. But there's twists and turns uh, along the way that will perhaps surprise you. And uh, there was in this novel, if I do recall. So, good stuff. The bad guy or perhaps bad guys in question, uh, go by the aliases, or alias eyes, Casanova, that's one, and the gentleman caller, that's two. Now, since I'm on a bit of a time crunch here, perhaps I could do this without spoilers. It might even be easier to do it. Uh, let's just say that Casanova in the Gentleman Caller may or may not be one and the same. There's sort of some debate over this fact. Although, now that I think about it, it's solved pretty early on in the novel. Mm. They have kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of the same MO in that they kill women, and the women that they do kill are very beautiful. Like, stunningly mind-numbingly would stand out in a group of a hundred women beautiful. Perhaps not always in the case of the gentleman caller, but more so in the case of the Casanova killer. Uh, the women are not just a pretty face, or not just another pretty face, and will be sort of, in the case of the main, let's just call her victim, a doctor, or just sort of very smart, quite often in college learning things that are very, very smart growing of their brains. Mm -hmm. The reason that, let's just call him Detective, although I don't think that's accurate, Detective Alex Cross has got involved with these one or two serial killers and, uh, why don't I also say rapists, yeah, we go there. Uh, is because his... Oh, shit, what's the connection? I think it's his niece. Is it his niece? Yeah, pretty sure. His niece, who lives in the area in which these women are disappearing, has also disappeared! So he dusts off his detective hat that he used to foil the criminal in the first novel and puts it on his head and heads to North Carolina, which... 
kind of get in the, definitely in the first chunks of this book, and I don't know how true this is today, these books have a little, uh, little age to them, I didn't write it down, I believe they're from the 90s, a little on the racist side in North Carolina, does that have any sort of uh, truth to it? I don't know, I don't know, I kind of think it's not the first time I've heard that the Carolinas have within them perhaps more racist folk than other states. I feel bad if you're listening to this in North Carolina and think that's not true. Apologies, but that's an impression that over my 32 years, I believe I have heard. So, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to say. Uh, the reason that matters, I guess I should say, is because Alex Cross and his partner, Samson, are a couple of black gentlemen from Detroit. So, when they show up in North Carolina, the police are not exactly nice to them. Even at one point, and this really didn't have much to do with the actual story, uh, even at one point, a couple of the sort of rookie cops pull them over, draw their guns on them, and say, what are you doing here, that, that kind of thing. Just not treated very nicely. And it's a shame, because Alex Cross is there to do a job. A job, uh, at first, he is not being, I guess, paid for? I don't know if he's ever paid for it, but eventually, because he has sort of developed a reputation, they sort of pull him in. The feds, the, the FBI guys, or FBI, if you prefer, but I like FBI because that's fun and funny. <laughs> they sort of pull him in and say, okay, well, help us with this, and we'll not tell you to go home, or something like that. Uh, I mentioned that one of the young ladies who was kidnapped and... Was she raped? I think she was raped. Was she raped? Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, she was raped and going to be killed. Uh, I did mention her. Her name is Kate. Dr. Kate. Uh, she escaped. Dr. Kate escaped. And that almost rhymes, I think. So, that's something. From this point on, she... And this is kind of unrealistic, I think. Pretty sure. She kind of joins up with Alex Cross and they... You can almost look at it fight side by side against these bad guys. On one hand, it kind of makes sense just from the reason that she has been in the presence of Casanova, so might have an insight as to, you know, who he is, basically. Why do they not know who he is? I guess I should mention because he wears a mask or a series of masks when committing his his crimes, his kidnappings and rapings and killings. So that's sort of uh, one of the underlying thrills and spills and chills of this book is the identity of Casanova. Because of some things he has done, we can kind of infer that he has knowledge of police methods, possibly uh, medical knowledge as well. Hmm, curious. Uh, eventually, we reach a part, part, a point even, where we learn that Casanova and the gentleman caller, I'm going to give it away because what the hell, uh, are in fact two different people. The gentleman caller, who is doing his business out in LA, because he's sort of the much more rash of the two, is eventually caught. Caught in the sense that um, Alex Cross learns who he is, learns that he is a doctor out that way. They go to his house, a chase ensues, kind of a cool scene with Alex Cross on the top of uh, this guy's car as he's speeding away. 
typical action kind of stuff, and I liked it, so I brought it up. Hey, that's what I do. Uh, he gets away, though. Hmm. And then we kind of know that the gentleman caller and Casanova have hooked up. They are, in fact, friends. Uh, evidence has pointed to this, including the fact that uh, Alex Cross, on top of being a he's a, a quote-unquote detective, let's say, is also a psychologist, a serial killer profiler, I think is perhaps more accurate, and he believes these two are twinning, as he describes it, which is sort of... Oh, God, this stinks. I hope it's the truck in front of me. More like burnt rubber. He believes they are sort of feeding off one another, so they'll commit their crimes and then uh, talk with one another about them, and they've been doing this for years and years, and it's just a whole horrifying situation of not one, not three, but two serial killers working together. Uh, it is one of Alex Cross's greatest uh, challenges he's ever had to face, because there's two of them. Meh. Alex knows the sort of general area in which Dr. Kate, who I think I did mention, perhaps I will now, uh, they develop a sort of strange, I would call it, romantic interest, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, with one another. It's strange, I say, because in a kind of action thriller novel or movie such as this, maybe they changed it in the movie, actually, I don't recall. Let me know if they did. Uh, they developed a relationship that stayed sort of as very close friends, and they never took that uh, extra step to a romantic part of their relationship, which uh, I, I think I like that it happened like that, just because it was not the norm. Normally two people thrust into this sort of scenario in any sort of fiction are going to end up knocking some boots. But uh, no, not in this case. Came close, though. Came mighty close. But you, uh, Alex Cross had to have a couple cold showers, I imagine. Get close to home. So, we got bad guys. We got good guys. We got kidnapped women, including one of the good guys' nieces. How does it all end? How does it all end? Because Alex Cross knows where Dr. Kate escaped from, the sort of rough geo geographic area, although not specifically, he sort of... I don't know if this is just because he had a fondness for history or because he is a black man, uh, knew that within the area uh, it was sort of prevalent during the Underground Railroad, and there was lots of sort of farms with underground areas, uh-huh, uh-huh, which could and was and was transformed into a sort of holding area slash harem that the Casanova killer was using. So basically this guy would kidnap the sort of most ideal women kind of period and then take him back to this underground evil lair and uh, treat them as a sort of harem which he would repeatedly rape and sort of did some crazy shit to them that the book kind of goes into a little bit of detail which got pretty fucked up, I tell you. Uh, and then if they stopped sort of pleasing him, he would then take him out and kill him. And he'd be doing this for decades. Decades? I think decades. They found the girls. The good guys found the kidnapped women and rescued them. Yay! In the pursuit right after this, the gentleman caller, the doctor, is killed. Oh, no. 
killed by Alex Cross in a shootout. Uh, as you can imagine, these two serial killers who sort of feed off one another are going to be upset when one of them dies. Yes, Casanova out for revenge. Sort of months actually pass between these sort of series events of this book and Casanova coming back and taking revenge, or, I should say, oh, spoiler, although it's not really, um, no, he doesn't get his revenge, he's stopped by Kate, Dr. Kate, who actually happens to know karate as well. Hmm. Good on her for knowing karate and stopping the evil killer. Uh, although, actually, Alex shot him, too. So, there's that shooting of bad guys. That's how the book ended. A little, I will say, actually, now that I think about it, I even I even wrote this note, little anticlimactic, these, these sort of ending and wrapping up of things. So, meh. Hence the three, perhaps. Folks, we did it. Mission accomplished. Uh, I will return with more books. Mm, on Wednesdays, even. That just leaves one thing to say, which is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper